But I just like <laughs> great tune. And welcome back to the Pals Podcast. I'm your co-host, Richard Stewart Liorti. And I'm joined here by my beautiful co-host. Danielle Marie Galarno. Are we going full names now? I didn't even now? know your real name. But actually, no, I did know it was Danielle Marie. Marie. I, definitely, I definitely knew that. Most basic. Uh, Stuart. I'm Italian and Brazilian. My middle name's Stuart. Your name's Richard. <laughs> I know. Well, Richard's like a strong, powerful like name. But not right? Italian or Brazilian. No, but like it's European. Like if you kind didn't, of. It's like mm, British. Mm, that's okay. It's not a, like... Knowing who your mom is yeah, and who I mean, your dad is, I could have been like Ricardo Silvestro Liorti. Ball, like ball, yeah. <laughs> both of you and your brother have like, like the Shit most names. generic Shit names. Canadian American names. Yeah, they big, they miss out big time. But uh, we're not here to talk about names today, Danielle. Are we? No, we're here to talk about our wonderful guest. Honestly, it was so much fun meeting oh, yeah. him. Everything about it. Uh, we stopped by his show afterwards. What's his name? Christopher. I was going to say that after. Like, wow. <laughs> it was just so much fun. He was unbelievable. Um, it was so funny, though, because before... We have a studio now, as you've heard a thousand times. We have but a this, studio. <laughs> but this was us recording at the venue, which was a lot of fun. Um, and obviously, we packed the bags. Everything was good. And I forgot a cord. Oh, well, first we forgot the laptop. Thank God it was the venue was close. So I ran back, got the laptop. I get there. I'm like, so where's the cord to connect the laptop to our mixer? Run back at there. Thank God he didn't know any of this. Yeah, and like, I, I was out of breath. I was like, let's just get this started to, right now. To give you guys insight. So we have the studio now. We're super pumped about it. We want to record here as much as we can. But obviously, like, sometimes you have to go on site. And sometimes you, ha- you heard that, right? I was like, what is that noise? Uh, sometimes you have to go on site because you got to fit into, you know, your guest schedule. Uh, so we recorded this at Velvet Underground, which is literally 200 meters from our new studio. Like not even. It's super close. The thing is, we went out on, on Saturday night. We had a couple drinks and we recorded our first episode of Sunday in studio. And it went a little bit longer than we were expecting. We were hanging out. We were just enjoying each other's company with our previous guest. So then we had to kind of rush to pack things over. So between rushing moving to the new spot, being a little bit hungover and getting to the new spot, it, you're, you're a little bit flustered. And while I think Velvet Underground is a fun place to go to a concert, it's not exactly the best place to record a podcast. No, and I'm just going to preface this. We've been having issues with our connector to the laptop and we were supposed to test it out. It was literally on our list every single day, but we always were missing something. Like, you forgot the laptop and you forgot the laptop again. Yeah, it- <laughs> And again, we don't like, before this was different because Danny was the manager, me and George were the co-host and Danny took care of this before, but now Danny's got to worry about like prepping for episodes too. So it's not that that's like the number one thing on her mind is like to remember a freaking chord sometimes, right? Like we've got other shit on the go, especially when you have back-to-back episodes, there is prep that goes into it. That was my first back-to-back. That was your first back-to-back? Congrats. You were good. Like all things You know what? All things considered, I had great with both episodes. You fixed the laptop. On site. On, on site. Spot. And after me, like, I was, like, literally out of breath from running back yeah, and forth twice. I was looking at you. And it wasn't even going <laughs> back and forth. It was coming up. Our elevator was also broken in yeah. the building that weekend. So it was, like, me running up the stairs, running back down the stairs. Like, I, hope you started it. I don't know if I did. <laughs> <laughs> so let me preface this by saying, too, when we put away the cords, so when we lost our original studio and I started recording on site by myself, I was very specific about how I put away the cords because tangled cords is, like... It gives me anxiety. It just frustrates me. And there's nothing worse than having to set up and having to deal with 
tangled cords. So I started doing this by myself. So when Danny came to our first episode on site, Danny just threw out all the cords together. And I, said, I looked at her, I was like, Danny, next time just wrap it up like this. And I showed her how to wrap it up. In the whole confusion of moving from A to B, Danny just basically <laughs> wrapped all the cords around the mixer with the fourth mic, which we don't use. We don't use the fourth mic unless there's a fourth person, which there hasn't been one. So Danny forgets the cord. And I'm in Velvet Underground, sweating. We're trying to, like, we just figured, okay, we're going to shoot it on stage, as you will soon see. And I grabbed the mixer, and I'm just like, I'm about to kill Danny. I'm staying calm, because Maz is with us. Thank God Maz is with us. Like, Rick, it's not that big of a deal. I was like, Danny knows this. And then Danny, like, again, our studio's across the street. This is like a, a one-minute walk. And it took her, like, at least 10 minutes. Like, she must have taken, you must have taken a poop or something. You definitely did something in the studio. Because no, no, Ricky, took walking least, up those stairs. It took you at least 10 minutes. And <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm like, and the manager's looking at me, and he's like, you guys right? I was like, I, I, yeah, we're going to be right. Two more seconds, just figuring this out. No, no, I timed myself. It was four minutes. And the hardest part for me was, number one, I had to cross the street, and there was a lot of cars. I had to wait for the light. I didn't want to die. Number two... <laughs> I could not walk up those stairs for the life of me. Like, I was just like this. Like, oh my God. Yeah. But like the last, like, first flight, I'm like charging up. Second flight, I'm just like. so much noise. Wait, why'd you go up the stairs twice? The laptop was in the car. No, it was the second time. Oh, the second time was four minutes. That was my longer yeah. time. Either um, way, it all worked out. It worked and out. And Christopher, he, he's like a, so let's talk about him for a bit. Because he was a, he's a Danish singer. Singer, songwriter, actor actor yeah so he actually did his first movie it's out on netflix a beautiful life it's a danish um, film hit number one all over the world yeah and it's it's filmed in dane like what? it's a danish film yeah okay so the yeah. language the main language it's filmed in is, is danish okay yeah that's what I, I meant but um and then it was brought across all of netflix platforms translated in like the languages and it's like hit canada's top movie and like yeah. on like our top 10 charts for a while it hit there uh in europe number one for a while so and it, he wrote all the all the whole ah, i can't even speak the whole soundtrack to the yeah. movie so That's it's right. his first movie first sound like and he did the whole soundtrack which was amazing this was his first world tour prior to coming to canada he had like 50 shows all over the world asia europe north america i think he did south america too actually yeah and it's always interesting with someone who's ESL, English second language, you don't know, because again, singing is one thing, and like, you don't know exactly if they're going to be able to just like go with the flow, and this podcast is very go with the flow, right? So it's not question, answer, question, answer, where you can prep people and they have those answers preset in their mind based off those like question cues. But he was actually phenomenal. He was so good, and Ricky had a crush. I, I, the guy's beautiful, straight up, like the guy's a handsome dude. Like at one point, I'm sitting beside him. I'm like, this dude's handsome. No, like, so you know how sometimes, like, when, like, I get flustered, like, I just don't talk? I physically couldn't talk at some points because you were just, like... We were grooving. But it was fine. Were, it, yeah, it's it's hard the way we were sitting. Like, your yeah. back was kind of turned, yeah. so you couldn't see when I was about to talk. But regardless, it was really, like, it was really great to meet him. Really great to watch him on his show. Yeah, and that was cool. That's, again, I've said this before on the pod. That's one of the coolest parts of doing this podcast and doing musicians specifically is going to watch them do what they do best and seeing him on stage after we talked to him and fun fact he wore a doug gilmore jersey on stage for his encore and he asked us about that he goes hey i just bought this toronto maple leaf jersey should i wear it to the show and we were just like look a lot of what a lot of artists do is like when they come out for their encore they'll be wearing a jersey and, like he, did it. and he did exactly what we told him to do and that was uh that was cool to me it was 
So yeah, Christopher, thank you so much. Our good friends at Warner, thank you for setting this up. Christopher, you're amazing. We can't wait to see you when you come back. Enjoy you know, finishing the tour, going home to your beautiful wife and kids, and enjoy spending some time at home. And we can't wait to hear the new album that's going to be coming out at some point this year. And for those listening, enjoy this. Uh, enjoy the pod. And let's fucking go. All right, Christopher, welcome to the Powell's Podcast. Thank you so much, man. No, thanks for taking the time. It's uh, This is our, what, third episode or fourth episode recording here? Yeah, in Going into the fifth year. Yeah, we're going yeah. into our fifth year. <laughs> <laughs> it took us a while ago. It took us a while to figure that out. But uh, we're glad to have you on. And how's the, how's the tour? Because you just came off a massive world tour. Yeah, this is like the, this is the final leg of the tour. And it's my first time in Canada. And uh, we just played a couple days ago in Vancouver. So oh, Vancouver's beautiful. It was so dope. Like the show was sold out. It was great. And tonight is sold out. So I'm I'm really excited to be here. We just had a chance to to go for a little walk and uh, yeah. So you're going down Queen West? Yeah, yeah. I just I love it here already. So this is so Queen West is like one of like the hippest and trendiest neighborhoods in North America. They yeah, say. I, could, I I could tell. I just bought this in a vintage. I was actually was okay like, when I saw you. I was just like, uh, there's no way he's a Phoenix Coyotes fan. No. <laughs> there's no chance no, in hell no. he is. Like this just is every store, every coffee shop, everything is just super vibey here. Yeah, so, it's uh, good. Yeah. What's uh, I know this is a generic question and might be hard to answer, but what's the favorite stop on the tour so far? Because everyone's always like, oh, every show is so good, this and that. But yeah. is there one show that stands out? I mean, I love LA. Um, I love Chicago as well. We went out after the show to a little blues bar, uh, had some deep dish pizza. And uh, yeah, we're just trying to get the best out of every city we're in. But it depends on like what the schedule is the day after the yeah. show, because uh, that makes the that makes the whole difference. If you get a chance to actually see the city. We came here early today. so How long are you in Toronto for? Um... We uh, leave in tonight after the uh, show. Okay. Yeah, but but uh, I love it here already. So let me ask you this, because I know, let's say you don't have a show the next day, you'll spend the night. Do you go out and like actually like experience the city? Because I know a lot of singers like you got to protect your vocal cords. Like some people try yeah. not to talk too much. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a big thing for me. I really try to take care of myself, and it's hard when you're on tour because yeah. you sleep on a bus. Last night was freaking cold. You know, we're just freezing <laughs> our asses off all night. Wake up, it's hard to get like great food and. Uh, it, it, I really try my best, but also the first part of this world tour, uh, all my friends were like, oh, you saw Shanghai and you saw Beijing and you saw like all these beautiful places in Europe. And I was like, I didn't see anything. I was in a backstage and then it was like it, thrown on an airplane or I just went straight to the bus. So I really try this time around to uh, get the, the most out of every city we visit. Okay, yeah. what's, what's your favorite city in general? The favorite city you've ever visited? Um, I feel like he's traveled so much too. Like. Yeah, I know. Like that's the thing. Like you've probably been in, like so many places. I feel like uh, I feel like Chicago was all the way up there. Shanghai is a cool city as well. It's a couple of very cool places in in Germany, Hamburg, especially. I really like um, New York. <laughs> yeah, I love that city. I've been many, many times, but uh, Paris, Paris is so vibey. Um, yeah, Canada is making a <laughs> is all the way up there <laughs> already. So uh, yeah just uh one of the the bigger privileges to 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 do what i do for sure do you uh do you like doing the movie and that side or the music side more what what brings you more peace and happiness the music side yeah. 
just because I'm very new to the acting and uh, it was not a 100% comfortable experience. I was like, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was you can tell there. he's like thinking about some moments. He's like, yeah. No, but I was just, it was really challenging and I was uh, on thin ice a lot of times and I had no fucking idea what I was doing, you know, uh, when it came to the acting. And when I go on stage, I know what I'm capable of doing and I feel like 100% comfortable. I'm in, I'm in the zone. And I, I think when I get to that point, when it comes to acting, I'll enjoy it more. But this first thing, the first movie, the first ever like dramatic role I had to play, was very challenging, and that sort of overshadowed a little bit the. Yeah, I can I can see it because you've been doing music since what I believe oh, uh, 2010. Yeah, 2012. Uh, I was I was releasing my first album. Yeah, so uh, 2.5 billion streams, I think, was the number I saw. Like, that's that's wild. When did you really like know like, hey, I c- I can do this? Like, what was like that aha moment? The aha moment. That was probably when I got signed when I was like 17 and someone other than my mom was like, that's great, honey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some professionals were like, "That that's awesome. You know, we, we're going to do this. We're going to put some money into this project. Um, that was like, okay, f- I, I can do this. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, like the first number one, first time listening to yourself on the radio, first time doing a music video, uh, playing for like more than a thousand people and stuff like that. It's like milestones and the now for the first time this year it's this is my first world tour first time i go to cities like vancouver and toronto and and chicago and so on first time in canada first time in canada those first time experiences are so magical for me that's the reason why i do it and there's something special about when you visit a city for the first time you know you'll never forget that uh and the fifth and the sixth time is then it's, it starts getting a bit blurry, you know. Yeah, but the, anytime you do something for the first time, it's always like such a memorable. Yeah, it's like super special. But it's I also going halfway across the world and like people listening to your music and like they're coming to insane. watch you. And insane. it's like they're not even in the same time zone. No. And like you're realizing like, holy shit, like these people are sitting here. They paid money to come watch me. Yeah. We just had our first uh, trip to South America and visited Brazil and Argentina and Chile and stuff. Brazil's and, uh, gorgeous too. It's gorgeous, and just the fact that you can travel to the other side of the planet and people are like singing along, clapping along, still, it's still trippy to me. It's like, yeah, the world has gotten so much smaller with the, with Spotify and YouTube and everything. That's uh, media, yeah. everything is just available right there, and uh, yeah, that's that's great for an artist like me. And it's it's like. The, the coolest part has got to be that you have people that probably ha- have no idea how to speak English or Danish and like they're singing your songs like word for word back to you. Like yeah. I, I can imagine like Beijing. These people have no idea. Like I think especially I give a, a few speeches in between the songs and I can tell that people are like, they have no <laughs> idea what you're saying. <laughs> they're not getting everything. <laughs> they're not getting every word. You got to get like the Google Translate in it's the back. It's also like super fun to see how the fans and the crowds are different from city to city, you know, in in in. In, in, in most of Europe, they're super wild. They're super loud in between the songs also. It's like it's hard to get their attention. and But they're also singing the words super loud when we're playing the, the actual songs. And in, in most of Asia and China especially, they're so true to authority. And when I'm like, okay, everybody be quiet. It's like between really? every song. I mean, when a song ends, it's like this. Dead silence. I feel like here it's complete opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's like, all right, chill out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's very fun to watch how it's so different. But when the show is over, um, I mean, we got a good thing going on in in Seoul in South Korea, and it's absolutely insane. It's just like uh, I feel like I'm the Justin Bieber of. Uh, yeah, and it's got to be so fun because again, like you're young and you're getting to experience like what most people don't experience in their whole lives. 
I feel like, like I've lived seven years within this past uh, twelve months. It's like <laughs> dog. It's a dog year. Uh, Honestly, what are you most excited for when you're done tour? Finishing this album, getting back to Copenhagen. Speaking of my one of my favorite cities in the world, I'm born and raised in Copenhagen. Just Great bought a city too. Bought, bought a house outside of oh, Copenhagen. Congrats. I have a wife and two kids to come home to, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them. It's yeah. been a, it's been a what year? Yeah, I can imagine out of I, this world. I went the I was in Copenhagen for a, a music really? festival. This would have been four years ago. Tivoli Gardens. Tivoli Garden. Yeah, isn't that the the oldest amusement park in? Yeah, the yeah, world? yeah. It's a it's a Friday. It's one show, one artist, right? Um, maybe or, I don't remember. Or was loud, it a festival? So loud luxury was the was the DJs or the people performing there. So yeah, they, I don't know if you know who they are. They're big and strong. Yeah, yeah. They're no, no, I, I know who they are. I went to school with the guys, so I was in. Oh wow! B- yeah, so they had a massive like uh, EDM oh, yeah. hit. So yeah, so body, body, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, great, we're good friends great with them. I was in Ibiza, flying back home on like holiday. Okay, it was my birthday. So one of them called and was like, "Rick, what are you uh, what are you doing for your birthday?" So I'm just like, "I'm in Ibiza." Yeah. Flying home, like, come to Copenhagen. We're playing a, a radio show. That's what they said. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, a radio show? Like, yeah, it's a small radio show. I was like, cool. I thought it was going to be like, I was playing. Like I was playing that night. Actually? Yes, because it was The Voice, and uh, there's probably no award that I've won more time than The the Voice uh, Radio <laughs> Awards. It's like uh, I was going on fifth year in a row, or five years in a row, and uh, See, I remember. That one doesn't hit as hard anymore. I, but the first time it does. Not exactly, but but they didn't play a full show. I remember they yeah, played, like, like yeah, exactly, yeah. and we all do the same thing. Uh, so that it was a bit like a festival thing, but that's my home court. I've played Tivoli ten times, twelve times maybe, and every time it's like twenty five, thirty thousand people. It's crazy, insane. I when we got there, we checked into our hotel, and my buddy's like, "Hey, you got to enter through this spot." I didn't know what Tivoli Gardens was. No, it's like you got to enter through here. They're gonna have your passes for cool. I th- again, I thought it was gonna be like a radio show like this, yeah. something like you know a little bit <laughs> yeah, more, yeah, more yeah, quiet. Yeah. Complete this radio show. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> so I get there. They give us our passes. We walk through the tunnel. We get to the green room. Still don't know what Tivoli Gardens is. They go up, I walk out, I'm like, oh my God, this is a music festival. This is not a radio no, show. This, this is, is crazy. like 20,000 people, yeah. like pyros, technics, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, this is insane. Yeah. Just crazy, but yeah. Okay, what well, are the odds? You were both there on the same yeah, night. Yeah, I guess I've yeah. seen you. I, I've, I, was, I was telling her, I'm like, I've never seen any of your shows. You've never been to here, but. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you were in the green room. Ma- maybe, <laughs> maybe I was there. Maybe yeah. I missed it. Who knows? When you looked away, I was like, I want to thank the fans. <laughs> I want to thank the jury. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's uh, that's interesting. What um, so you're gonna you're gonna finish the album? What's like the the main pretense behind the album? What's the inspiration behind it? I mean, I've been uh, trying to figure out how to have a family and a career at the same time. And you know what you realize when you're on tour is like, uh, am I re- do I have my priorities straight, and uh, or am I running for fool's gold? You know, w- w- is this truly making me happy? That's one of the main themes of this album. Um, also, just becoming a dad. Uh, you know, entering a new chapter of my life and saying goodbye to a, like a, an era, you know, just trying to deal with the becoming 30 and your 30s. And it, it's, uh, yeah, it's time to do to make some grown up decisions, you know. Well, what's been the hardest part about turning 30 then? Because I, t- I turned 30. She's 28. Slowly getting there. But nothing difficult about turning 30. Uh, the most difficult thing is getting was getting kit number two. And she was born on the day I released the first song of A Beautiful Life. And then a couple months later, A Beautiful Life came out and I was off to the races. So uh, it was it was just like, it felt like it was everything. How was once. it being able to 
like act in a movie but then also have like your whole like you did the whole soundtrack of the movie yeah. so like how was that experience i mean as i said it was an amazing uh, experience a uh, very challenging for me especially the acting but uh it was a dream writing these songs and for the first time ever writing from uh not my own perspective but writing from this character's perspective it made it almost easier because when i go to the studio i can write about it everything you know but this was a very specific thing it was like you can work within this frame and it, it made it almost like okay he's feeling like this it's right here on the page we're going here this is how he's feeling let's let's go i guess that's interesting because we've had so many musicians on on the podcast before and we've always asked like what's your writing process how does it work what's the thought process yeah and very rarely they write about like an emotion that they're feeling or yeah. something that's happening in their lives. But we've never had someone write for the perspective of someone else and how they're feeling directly, right? But but I also felt like I was that guy. Yeah. I was so uh, in it. deep invested, in it. Yeah. And I was so invested and I really liked the script. I really liked the character. I really spent a lot of time, months and months, building this character. So I felt like I know this guy better than anyone. I know what he's going through. And when I... <laughs> because I know nothing about <laughs> acting when I was uh, when we were shooting these scenes I was not using anything from my own life there was only one way to do this for me and that was just becoming this guy so it's full on method acting this is your first movie yeah and like it was I know in Denmark it hit like top 10 on Netflix for a lot a long time and so did Canada yeah all the time like my top 10 okay top movies to watch right now so insane a beautiful life like that's insane so to like be your first movie not only did you act for the first time but you yeah. also did the whole soundtrack many like artists don't have the opportunity to do that no and, and it's, it's like it's later it's in their careers or something for sure and but what surprised me the most it's a danish movie we're speaking danish um and you know i really had no idea what to expect I kind of expected it to go number one in Denmark, or, or at least it, it had a lot of publicity and stuff. But for it to see it just reach the number one spot on, like, uh, in, in, I think it was like 70 countries or something like that. It's just, what? I remember getting a phone call from a manager. It's like, it's the number one movie in the world on the probably the biggest streaming platform in the world right now. It's like, <laughs> how? Like dreaming, yeah. Like how? <laughs> No, but for real, like, how is that possible? A Danish movie. <laughs> do you, do you believe in manifesting? I do. I've been doing that my entire career. Oh, yeah, I, I just got that vibe that you would. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm like a big manifester as well. Yeah. And we were just talking about earlier. Like, it's not fake it till you make it, but the idea of like, if you say something enough times, you believe it something enough times, you act it enough times, eventually yeah. it'll happen. For me, if I write it down, that makes a big difference. Yeah? Yeah. Are you like a big goal-oriented guy? Super goal-oriented. And I feel like there's like a 50... 60% bigger chance that it will happen if you dare to write it down or say it out loud or speak if, as if, you know, this is this is going to happen, gonna happen. In, a in a couple months. For I, me. I, I said this earlier too, and I know it sounds so stupid. One of my New Year's resolutions this year was to quit biting my nails. Mm -hmm. I just had a bit with this guy. I'm on day 45. <laughs> oh, really? The, I just cut them the other day. Someone said I need to go for a <laughs> manicure. I've never had a manicure in my life, <laughs> and I am, I'm about it. Yeah. Like just, and I know it's so stupid to everybody. Everyone's like, no, I get it. I bite my nails. But so everyone like, who get who gets it, yeah. like, there's a. It's funny with New Year's resolutions because I just quit uh, snoozing. It's this uh, nicotine yeah, yeah, pouch. Just it's back. It's over. massive in the Scandinavian and countries. And it's so addictive. It's like, massive. You know, my Norwegian girlfriend used to do that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm such an all-in guy. You know, I can't start on a Thursday. I have to start on a Monday. I have to start like the first of January. It's it's. It's weird, but so wait, uh, how many patches did, or pouches did you put in that last week of December? 
a lot. <laughs> I almost turned it up because I knew that. Because you I'm knew you were stopping. I'm quitting anymore. See, I'm the opposite. When I'm like, if something's in my mind, I'm like, cool, I'll start today. Like, I quit yeah. biting my nails December 20th. That's probably the the, the more reasonable <laughs> way to go about it. Yeah, but I get it. Like, Mondays is a good one. Like, no, no, I know no. a lot of people. I am so, ca- like, psycho about this, too. But, like, if it's 12, 13, I cannot start a task nope. unless it's a 15 it or a 20. It has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally get so that. So then I wait for I three like minutes. That. I have, yeah. like, I'll put an alarm for three minutes. Yeah. Okay, now I start at 12, 15. <laughs> it has to be 15 or 20, 25. It cannot be an... What am I going to You are not alone with this. I'm, Thank I mean, you. Am, am I the only normal my, one in this conversation right now? <laughs> wait, wait. I especially feel like that with workouts. If I if I start my workout like 12 minutes past something, I'm like... Pff, it has to be only like... Not it's not even I guess it just has to be on like a yeah number that feels numbers. good to you yeah <laughs> I I, I can't do anything like twelve oh one nope doesn't make sense no start twelve oh five no I get that and like uh, I'd rather waste time in my day especially than with falling asleep as well it's like oh fuck I just missed my slot yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Asleep. I can see that one but yeah the other ones I don't know anyways um this one I always love a- asking if you weren't a musician and now actor what would you do be a fireman. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, was I get, really? <laughs> I, I, I get that question a lot, and uh, that was that was really never like uh, no plan B for me. It this is uh, this is what I'm doing. This is what I I felt like doing. This is what what I was manifesting since I was like super super young, and uh, it could have gotten so many ways, but it's definitely something creative. Like uh, yeah, using my my weird out of the box brain for something. Were you good in school? Uh, yeah, I was lazy, but uh, that's fair. Yeah, I don't think I've ever asked this, and it's probably a really stupid question. But it's like, how did you know when, like, you were a kid? Like, oh, I have this talent. Uh, there was a talent show at my school. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's a very specific thing. Yeah. That's a very easy one. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I w- like, how do you realize, like, oh, I, I'm good at this, and I'm, I'm better sure. than other people? The, fr- the first thing for me was like. They don't love music the way I do. I remember like listening to music all the time, always singing, all and just feeling like super emotional and passionate about it. And I was looking at my peers and I was like, they, I, "I'm the only one to to feel feel like this." And then when I won that talent show, I was like, "This is." I loved soccer and I played soccer for 20 years, but I was like, I was never the best at soccer. And and for the first time, I was like, "Here's something I can do that no one else can do." And that was a that was a moment of, all right, this is my thing. That's a cool feeling, no, knowing that feeling, like knowing like uh, this is. This yeah, is and and not knowing where it comes from, it's just yeah. pure passion. It just comes from somewhere within. You know? When when it comes to music, are you the type that there's usually two types of of artists? One that like really loves the production, the writing, the the back end side of things, and then there's the ones that love the performing and the, you know, the crowd and that. Which yeah. one are you, or do you fall under? Ugh. That's a good question. I mean, I live for playing live. I I love that's where I come alive, and seeing the the people singing along to the words that you came up with in some fucking basement in Stockholm somewhere. And <laughs> that's that's the best feeling. Very specific but basement. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've written a lot of songs in that basement. No, but actually being in the basement and being in the lab and and coming up with these. I mean, there's only one thing that comes close to being on stage and and feeling that exchange of energy with the audience, and that is writing a song where you know. Ooh, this might be the th- thing, you know. That <laughs> this I can he- I can all from I can, mouth, yeah. I can al- al- already hear the the crowd singing this, you know. That feeling of like, Foo, fuck, this is great. That <laughs> is the most exciting thing. Have you ever had a, a song that you felt that way? You're like, this is it. This is a, the big one, and it didn't. 
Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we always joke. We said, I'm like, I'm going to take every song from every artist, like, that didn't get approved by their label. I'm just mm. gonna like make a mixtape with all the songs yeah. from every artist no, that's on the podcast. Um, that like they love the song, but the label said, uh, I don't know. I I uh, I've had it a couple times where I felt like this is 100, percent and uh, it didn't happen. And I've had a few where it's like, I'm not sure about this where it like really blew up, and just goes to show that uh, you're 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 in it. You're too deep, uh, so you, you can't really. Listen to your own stuff objectively. Well, sometimes you ever just like take a step back and like you have a song that you think is like almost finished and then you take a step back, leave it in the metaphorical vault always. and then come back to it months later. I'm like, uh, hey, you know what? I can change yeah, these things. Always. You have to do that. It has to pass the test of time. Yeah. What's and your like biggest in- inspiration when you're like writing? I- I'll say my own life. Things that I really sort of believe or things that I've experienced on my own body. That's like the, that's the, m- the core of inspiration to me or it, it could be like a friend telling me a story or something like that but something that i feel i'm deeply moved by or feel like i need to get this out of my, my system off my chest i think that's what keeps i keep realizing that i even if there was no money in this business no fame no nothing i'd still be doing it because i can't help it it's just a part of like what it's just what i love to do and uh, that's i that's what it it comes down to but that that's what for for someone like you that's what it needs to be because you can't just half-ass this that's you what can't just like oh i was born with this talent that's i'm just gonna kind of do it it's like I you think, gotta be all i in. think you can actually do that oh, half-ass it okay. but you can have like a you can't have that longevity to your career yeah. if you you can you can have a one-hit wonder you know you've seen it many times oh, yeah. but but some people are not in it for the right reasons and i don't believe that they will have that long career and that's what all my heroes, songwriting heroes, artists that I really love, that they all have that one thing in common. They're in it for the music. Because, and you can tell they love writing these songs. And they, love, they just love music. Okay, who's your dream artist, someone to work with? It can be anyone, alive or dead. Uh, li- dead Michael Jackson. Um, King of Pop. King of Pop. <coughs> Um, Bruno Mars, Ed Sheeran, John Mayer was like one of my big heroes. Uh, the reason why I picked up the guitar, uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> these are big, all great. Yeah, it's, it's tons of uh, Rihanna, Dream collab, Beyonce. You know, I could keep going. There's so many great artists out there, and uh, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I've, I've seen so many shows where I'm like, you know, Chris Stapleton, yeah. of course. Saw a clip recently that made me want to quit singing forever when he sang <laughs> the the national anthem. There's just some art. It's like equally demotivating and motivating because they're so good, you know. You, or you hear a song for the first time, you're like, why did I not come up with that? It's so <laughs> obvious. So why can't so, I just yeah. go back in time yeah, yeah. and just make <laughs> and that write song. that song? And he will be the one listening to my song. Yeah, He'll be like, ah, oh, I could have done okay, that. What's, what's that movie? Um, there's a movie about a guy that gets like hit by a bus and then he ends up waking up and nobody knows who the Beatles are. Oh yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, and then it's like <laughs> he's so writing fun. like yellow or something for yeah, the first yeah, not yellow. Um, yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah yesterday yeah, yeah. or something. I remember that time. movie. That was fun. Um, this is a, a on this topic. Sorry, who's your favorite person to see live, like in concert? Obviously, I'm assuming. I was gonna ask what was his favorite show. Uh, okay, so we're <laughs> uh, uh, Bruno Mars is all the way up there. I mean, one of my all-time favorite uh, male vocals. 
just a good energy that music was just built for for life and, and written with that experience in mind you can really tell justin timberlake awesome um he's up there yeah he justin timberlake is one of like top i've seen bon Iver a few times uh also just like a one of those shows that's just sitting uh, for weeks with me john mayer a few ed sheeran was killed it i've never uh, seen ed sheeran live and like i would i want to so bad uh, ed sheeran's when, great uh, when i saw him live i was like all right i get it yeah, uh, you I get the hype. Yeah, I so all the. That yeah. was me with Taylor Swift. Yeah, oh I was not a Swifty. <laughs> I was not a Swifty. I didn't care for. Then it you saw it live. Really. I went to the air. So my mom <laughs> wanted to go, so I got tickets. We went to in a city called Detroit. I don't know if you played in Detroit. No, nope. probably not. not so yet. it's just about five hours from here in the states. Yeah. And we got tickets. We went down there, and I started listening to her music the week or two before, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. like you normally do. So many great songs. Oh, there's I like mean, 50 songs, literally, you could listen to. You them. don't realize how many Taylor Swift songs you know, you know yeah, like until you like listen to them in a row. Yeah. Like they're on the radio every five seconds, every uh, movie, you, every uh, TV show. You could show. argue that she's the biggest. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. And uh, we went to the concert, and it's four hours, and she sings and dances and plays the guitar, plays the piano. For four hours straight, and yet <laughs> and, it's, it's and a only team. only like big songs. Yeah, and like you got to think about like, think you're, you're, how long's your set roughly? Ninety minutes, and, and it takes a lot out of you, right? Like, because oh. you're you're giving it everything to everything. the crowd. Like, you can't, can't when you're on stage, you can't half-ass that no. because then people will know you're half-assing yeah, yeah. it. She's out there giving it all for three hours and forty-five minutes, and you're just like, I don't understand it. Okay, honest, so honestly, I heard a rumor. I don't get it. I don't know. Obviously, it's a rumor. Don't like get mad at me but she's doing this eras tour because then she's gonna retire like she's done no way. done amazing done no making way. music she's done making anything like think no about way. it she's it would make sense trust you an eras trust tour. me she's not quitting i don't trust think so me. i don't no. think so i just saw this it was a thing on tiktok yeah, like he, people were talking again. about because like why would you do an eras tour with all of your different albums and do worldwide think about how long she's been touring for to do what? So it's because she had three albums. She released three albums during COVID in the last <laughs> three years. Mm. So that's why she did the Eras tour. But it's it's like you. You do it for the love. It's not like you're just here to make a quick buck. You can tell that just her songwriting uh, abilities and the the way, the, like the style, it's just uh, she's putting in the work. Well, she she's also like evolved so much because like I remember I started listening to Taylor Swift when she was like more country. Yeah. And that's when her our song. And I'm all looking those forward ones. to that experience. I've been a, a Taylor Swift fan for for a long time, but I've never seen her live, and I'm I know that she'll blow once my the, mind. Once the tour is done, you got to go back home, relax, yeah. and then here. Yeah, I want to I want to uh, bring it back for a second. What's the hardest part between juggling your career and then the family life? It's the missing my uh, daughters. It's like the it's like physically painful, and uh, especially when you're gone for like several weeks and the time changed too. yeah and it just so much happens within those first years and uh, uh whenever i come back i'm like oh, you've grown so much i mean it uh, just kills me uh because uh i i was ready for this world uh tour five years ago uh, it was not my plan to uh i feel like i'm ready now in a different way so probably it's for the better but uh yeah damn it, it's hard to to miss out on those moments you does your family ever come on, like, meet you at, like, some tour dates? Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's hard. It's tough. It's, it's tough because they're yeah. so young. I mean, it was COVID when we had our first daughter. So with our second daughter now, I know exactly what I'm missing out on. And it's that. It's the first step. It's the, yeah. Yeah, it's just. My, my nephew just took his first steps the other day, like, started walking. Yeah, they, they, they I grow I missed it by so 20 fast. minutes. And yeah. I was just like, I, God, I missed this. 
So I can only imagine what you are like, especially when you're on tour for so long. The good part about it is it, it brings perspective to my life at least. And whenever you are gone, you are you look at your life in a different way because being on tour has really nothing to do with real life. You're in this bubble. So when you come home, you're like, I, re- I really feel like uh, I realize how privileged I am. And makes you more what aware. Yeah, it does. And more present in the moment. Yeah, it I really feel like does. once you're there, you're just like, yeah. okay, I'm here now. I'm I can put, actually spend the time with I'm going to put my them. phone away. I'm going to be yeah. Yeah, with my girls. So, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a probably healthy, healthy thing to, to miss it it is because if it's not then it's like why why do you like why do you do this right mm. if it's not like you you got to have a passion yeah for and the, it's not sides. either or for me yeah. I have to do both and it's you got contrasts juggle, yeah. in in life that really makes it meaningful to me and I can uh, only be on tour and I can't only be be at home you know yeah. well we're almost nearing the time so we got a couple of like generic questions I, I, I like actually have one question yeah. um what's on your writer like do you have anything like special like. Um, something weird, something you're just making for me look you. really bad. Right? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> red M and M's. Exactly. Only <laughs> red Skittles. Pick out the I'm rest. I'm always so curious because some people are just so like generic, being like, "Oh, like, like you, you got, know like, what?" I feel like you're a healthy guy. I feel like you got like we got protein shakes, yeah, and we got you know vegetables and fruit. Uh, no chips, no candy, no nothing. Really? Otherwise, we'll just eat vibe. it. Really? Um, this, 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 like Scandinavian countries are, are a lot more healthy than like the rest of us. It's yeah. almost. And, like, I feel like it's fresh. fit dude, guys. It's so. almost impossible to get good food, he or like healthy alternative. I really find it hard to not eat pizza and burger all the time, especially in the states. It's like, what are we having? I don't know. S- sandwich. Again, I guess. you're on the road. There's. It's so tough. Like you're between places. You're like you don't have time. Yeah, to it's a, like a nice healthy sit down. So pissed up here at a gas station. Knock yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then rum, dark rum. We dark always do rum. A, like you a, sh- a dark rum. Shutter rum before and a little yeah chant before we go on stage. Wow, I love that dark rum. Yeah. Is like rum like popular? It's uh, some say that it's uh, great for the voice. It just it's yeah it makes it a little bit more smooth. Okay. We didn't know that. Uh, and also, it, it takes the edge of whatever yeah, nerves yeah. might might be. Um, quickly before we wrap up, what's your dream venue to play at? Madison Square Garden. Really? Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, Madison, it's, a, it's, a a, it's an iconic yeah. like venue. It's iconic. It's not too big. It's like tw- it's big. It's twenty thousand, twenty five thousand. But uh, it's uh, yeah, it that that's uh, what I'm manifesting right I now. I thought you were gonna say somewhere in Europe. O2 like, Stadium or something. But we, we're playing uh, something called Royal Arena in, in Copenhagen, which is like 16,000. Oh, wow. And uh, there's some, we, we're going to do a show in, in South Korea, probably also like a as that size venue. And uh, once you've played 15,000 more people, it's like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter if it's five or if, if it's 10 or 15, but it, it does matter if it's like a, 25 Madison what Square Garden like do you, like that. do you like the smaller more intimate rooms or do you like the bigger open I love everything man I haven't That's tried answer, the big I haven't tried the big stadiums yet but uh, not with like a 90 minute yeah. show just my own show so I'm looking forward to that I'm sure I'm gonna love it because it's just a different like roar from the, coming from the back yeah, and I've yeah. felt it at festivals we've played in front of like 40 50,000 people but 
a venue like tonight where it's like four or five hundred people and it's packed and it's sold out and it has like a vibe of everyone who's there they can see you can't hide you can't run away i i, I kind of like that it's, it's really fun watching shows in here like I, as a fan like watching people like you're I, right it's here, just, like, you're right here you're in like there's so many people here and it's so busy but then you can actually like just like enjoy the music yeah. whereas like i mean if i think about my favorite artist i would much rather see a show with them in a venue like this than at Madison Square Garden. 100%. Well, because it's like Justin Bieber just played at History for All-Star Weekend. I saw that. History is like, what, 2,000 people? Uh, four, yeah. I think, yeah. Okay, but For the first time in a couple of years, right? And he hasn't performed in how, like so many years, and we s I've seen him live a bunch of times. So, like, seeing him at, like, at like, Scotiabank or wherever, it's great, don't get me wrong, but if I could experience him at History in that smaller space, mm. I'd probably appreciate it way more. Oh, yeah. I mean, to see... Like a Justin Timberlake, a John Mayer, Bruno Mars, a Freddie Mercury, or something like that. Like that up close, that'd be absolutely amazing. Yeah, similar music tastes to yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> like you can hang out. Yeah. Uh, last one before we wrap up. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Enjoy the ride. Enjoy every moment as much as you possibly can. Don't take anything for granted. That's something that I've realized, though, the older I've gotten. You can't enjoy anything in the now as much as you can looking back at it. It's like, oh, that was that was a peak. You don't realize it's a peak while you're peaking. You think, oh, I'm off to, like, there's another mountain. Something like. So, uh, yeah, be, be present. Enjoy the moment. I love that. I love that. Um, we appreciate you taking the time. Obviously, you got a busy, busy day. You got a show coming up tonight. We're gonna be here. We'll probably see us in like one of those corners there. Oh. Uh, we thank you for the time. If people want to find out more about you, your music, everything you're doing, where can they go? How can they find you? They can go on uh, Instagram, Christopher Music, and I got TikTok as well. Um. <laughs> can you post any songs on TikTok? Huh? Can you yeah, post I any of your songs on TikTok? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're uh, just going to see uh, full <laughs> Christopher on TikTok. <laughs> just him. Uh, YouTube, obviously. Spotify. All your favorite streaming platforms. Perfect. And again, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. And guys, you made it. it to the end. Give Christopher a follow. He's wrapping up his tour. And watch his movie. Watch the movie on Netflix. And we will see you guys next week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every eye. Got alone, no one thing. And I'm alright. I'm not.